Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, my brothers and sisters in Islam. Uh, welcome to uh, next uh, to uh, to this episode about the biography of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We have the we have spoken last time about the Prophet sallallahu living in Mecca and the hardship that the Prophet sallallahu was facing in Mecca, and we mentioned that the da'wah of the Prophet was secret for nearly three years and then after that the Prophet was commanded to make his da'wah open and to make it public and then after that that he that he continued making da'wah in Mecca and the majority of the believers in Mecca at that point they were the people who were vulnerable, people who were weak ones, people who doesn't have like big tribes to protect them generally. Or like either you could be slaves, some of them were slaves, and uh, and some of them they were freed slaves, like people who used to be slaves and then they were freed for some reason in the past, and, and yet they still, in the, in the sight of the people they are, they don't have kind of significant background in the sight of Quraysh. Um, yes, some of them were were from big tribes as well. Uh, like for example, we know um, that uh, like Abu Salam radiAllahu anhu, for example, like Uthman Affan, like and, and others like Jafar ibn Abi Talib. Many of them they were they were uh, they, they came from big tribes from to protect them. But the issue is that their own tribes they were against them, so they were weak within their own tribes. So some of the tribes that, for example, protected the believers, they said, you know, this person still belongs to us and then we will not surrender him, we will not give him away, we will not give him to be killed or to be tortured. So they protected their own blood in a way. And some, they, 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 they accepted that and they said, okay, we need to torture those people, even if they are close relatives to us in order to bring them back to our own idol worshippers. Other worshipping now, and this lasts for quite some time. Uh, so, but now we, we 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 know we understand that vast majority of them they were in very vulnerable situation. Vast majority were in very weak situation. They couldn't resist more, and because of their own tribe or from other people, so they couldn't resist with this. They couldn't handle this this much pressure this much torture, this much, some of them they were jailed, some of them they were tortured, um, and and so on and so forth. And even to the extent some of them were killed. Like, like for example, that uh, the parents of uh, of, uh, of Ammar, Yasser, Yasser and his wife, and uh, that uh, Yasser and his wife, they were kind of under the people in, in the past. When there is a big tribe, there will be people will be kind of giving taking, giving refuge to some other people who doesn't have like big tribes or doesn't have or doesn't have tribes. They will give them the refuge, so they will be under under the control of this of this tribe in a way. Um, so uh, so that Ammar and Yasser and Ali Yasser they were kind of under the, the authority of Bani Makhzum, which is from Abu Jahl tribe, and then they and then he went and he brought them. He was torturing them. And um, and then uh, one day he killed the, the father of Ammar and then he killed Sumayya. Um, and uh, Sumayya was the first martyr in Islam and the first woman who to be to be killed, subhanAllah, as a, as a believer in, in Allah Azza wa And then by by literally by 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 subhanAllah stabbing her 
in her private area and with the, with a with a spear. So did and so there is a lot of yeah, Subhanallah. There is a lot of uh, torturing happening to the Sahaba of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And when the Khabab al-Arat radiyallahu anhi came and the Prophet sallallahu was in, in in around Kaaba and then he came and he said, "Can you ask make dua for us? Uh, can you say something for us? Can you just make dua at least?" And then the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said, "It was from the people before you." That the ban will be brought, and then they will be dig. Uh, they will be. Uh, they, will, they will dig in a hole, and then they will put the person inside that hole, and then they will they will cut him into halves from his forehead all the way down, and nothing. Uh, then with a saw, they will bring a saw and they will cut him into half, and that all a person will be brought, and they will bring an iron like uh, similar to comb like this. And and then there will be uh, the, the, they will they will put it they will put this 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 iron comb in his flesh until it will, it will take out the flesh and keep the bones and and nothing and then he said والسلام, nothing will return them back from their faith so the Prophet was giving an example that there will be that these things that this hardship that you are facing it happened to the people before you you are not the only ummah to be to this happen to them and. And and then the Prophet ﷺ, he said he was talking about patience and he said والسلام, he said but you are hasty he said to him you wanted the success before all of these things so the Prophet ﷺ wanted to educate his sahaba he wanted to educate the ummah as a whole that there is no success without a sacrifice sacrifice of efforts time and even it could the sacrifice could be even that harm the person could could face. Or uh, even people sacrifice their life in order to protect the faith of Islam. So he was teaching his ummah that there is nothing we achieve no success without this sacrifice, and it is from the what Allah has from the norm what Allah has created the creation that these things happens in the you know in the life. This is how Allah you know this is the, the sunnah. This is the things which is in the creation of Allah that happens regularly. <laughs> so anyway, the Prophet sallallahu in a way that Allah Azza wa Jal has commanded him to uh, to send the Sahaba, the vulnerable one, the weak ones, and the people who are who cannot handle torturing, you know, etc. That he, he was commanded alayhi salatu wasalam, to and to inform them to migrate to Abyssinia. And why he chose Abyssinia? Abyssinia used to be a Christian. Uh, a Christian territory, uh, and it was ruled by a king, which is his name is Ashama, that is in the name of the king, and the title was a Najashi. So the title of the king was called Najashi, uh, and the the name of the king, his name is Ashama, and the Prophet وسلم, he didn't send the Sahaba to Persia, even though at that time Persia used to be one of the, you could say, one of the pole of power, you could say, like a great power at that time. And Romans, Roman Byzantine Romans, they were another great power. And yet the Prophet didn't send them neither to 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 the to the Byzantine Romans, and they didn't send them as well to to Persian. They didn't send them even to uh, to a different area, even to uh, to Egypt. He chose Abyssinia. And then the Prophet ﷺ, he said, go to Abyssinia, because barely there is a king, yeah? There is a king that no one, no one will be oppressed under his authority. So there used to be a just ruler there, 
even though he's a disbeliever at that point, he wasn't a Muslim, he was a Christian. Uh, and as well, this person was uh, was a just ruler, was someone who is fair and just. Yeah. Now, in the beginning, in the year five of Hijra, or, or sorry, in the year five of Ba'tha, that uh, that the, that there were around ten men and four women. They went, from, including Uthman Affan and his wife Ruqayya, the daughter of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and Abu Salaman, Umm Salam, Abdurrahman Rahman Awf, Uthman Nadhur, radiyallahu anhum. They went in secret and they went to Abyssinia. This is the first time. So it went on the phases. So, so this is the first phase when they went to uh, to uh, Abyssinia, and um. And then after that, uh, now, uh, now, and then after that, they stayed there, uh, and they stayed there for some time, and and then they heard that they were from people news that the people are safe in Mecca or something like that. So they think that the da'wah of the Prophet became success. So some of them returned back. Some of the companions returned back, thinking that things, the situation has changed. Uh, now. Uh, now, then the second time, yeah, uh, then the second time that people again, that the people of, uh, after, especially after the death, uh, this is the first time it was normal at least. The second time, then uh, there, um, uh, quite a few of the of the believers, quite a few of the Sahaba of the Prophet they migrated the second time. And it was said it was in the year 10th of, of, of Ba'ta, which means after 10 years. And it was directly after the death of Abu Talib, because Abu Talib was giving kind of uh, refuge and was kind of protecting the da'wah, or at least protecting the Muslims and the Prophet and some believers around him. Uh, so after the death of Abu Talib, a lot of torture was happening to the Sahaba of the Prophet And then the Prophet he commanded him to, do, to go to Abyssinia, and then they went around nearly 80-something of them. And from the people, it was including Ja'far and Abi Talib and uh, his wife Asma bint Umayyis and others and other Sahaba of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now, <clears throat> now what happened when the people of Quraysh found out about the migration of the believers, the migration of the Muslims to Abyssinia? They they said, and then they said, uh, then they were, the Muslims are going to have kind of safe safety and they're going to be in peace, and they might. As well, they might, their da'wah will be increased. Many people will be believers, and then there will be a there will be a direct threat. There will be a kind of they were thinking that they're going to be a direct threat to Mecca or to people of Mecca. So they said, they said, if they go there, now what's what's the, the issue? Is they just wanted uh, their their idea because they couldn't harm the Prophet ﷺ in certain occasions that the Prophet ﷺ was protected by his uncle, sometimes by other people who were from the elite people from the tribes of Quraysh. So they protected the Prophet ﷺ. Now the Prophet ﷺ, uh, and, and then they said the only way that we should we should keep we should keep him away from his uh, from his dawah. And then the, what they found they found those people who have who migrated to Abyssinia. They will have still. They will have influence to to the Arabs generally, and as well, it doesn't look good as well that people of of, of people of Mecca who used to be uh, with their pride and and, 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 and in, in the Arab Peninsula, uh, 
So to, they said how we can send, uh, for example, our people to the to to these areas where we should be able, we should should they should be amongst us in a way, and in the same time we will not allow them to do what they do. So they were kind of they think if, uh, that they were humiliated. They, they thought a lot of different things, and part of it as well the direct threat. They, they knew that it will be a threat on them. They can increase there the number. They can increase one of the believers would be there. They might come at one go and take Mecca. So they have all of these ideas. So that they have said, they said they said they said Abdullah ibn Abi Rabi'ah. And Amr ibn al-As, where Amr al-As at that time he wasn't a Muslim. So they said, go to Abyssinia and try to discuss with that king to retain back the believers. So the, the idea is to retain back the believers. And then he said, let them kick them out. And they knew Amr ibn al-As, he was someone who is um, very eloquent in speech, very clever. Uh, so he wasn't like like other like other person. And he was someone who is uh, who is a very eloquent, very clever, very intelligent, and he was able to do to do these things. Now, uh, what happened to them to the to the believers at that time? Oh, they, they they settled there. So then Amr al-As went and he spoke to the king, to that king at that time. <clears throat> and then he went, he spoke to that king at that time, and then he was saying to them, he brought some gifts and different things to be given to the king, to the king of Abyssinia. So he sent, uh, he sent some, they sent gifts and they sent things. They said, you try to convince that king to retain the, the to retain those people who migrate, uh, to retain those people who migrate from um, Mecca to Medina. Uh, so here at that time, that uh, initially, so they said they, this, those people who came to you and then they, they, they took refuge in you, even though subhanAllah, for some reason, that king, he, he refused to give back the companions, he refused to give back the believers. He said, they choose me, they choose my neighborhood, they choose my refuge, and I will not surrender them, I will not give them away to you. Now, and even uh, in a way, the, the people of Najashi, they were kind of more inclined towards giving them away because they don't want just problems and then this is kind of unnecessarily problems. Now, uh, here, what they said, they said, well, they start talking things, they start talking about the believers, they start saying, uh, so every day they will come and then they will say to, to Najashi something about them. They said, those people, they are, they are such and such. They are, you know, they are, they are. Um, for example, they are. They might cause evil to you. They might cause problems to you, etc. And then one day, as well, they start talking about as well. Uh, one of the things, as well, every day they will come to Najashi to convince him, and then he will refuse. So the following day, will come back again, and then they will say to him. The, by the way, one of the one of the incidents, he said uh, that this person or, or those people. They don't follow your religion. They didn't accept our religion, our forefathers' religion. Even they didn't enter your, your religion, your Christianity. Um, so, and, 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 and again, and the one who was speaking and, and on behalf of the companions in Abyssinia was Ja'far ibn Abi Talib And every time he was he was coming and he, was, he had a very, again, he was very strong in terms of his argument and saying 
Uh, and then he said, when the Jashi was asking this, he said, oh, we were people of Jahiliya, we used to do such and such, we used to eat the dead animals, we used to, we used to, we used to harm, uh, you know, uh, the weak people and the vulnerable one. And as well, we used to do such and such, all of these evils, we used to worship the idols, and uh, we used to as well uh, mistreat women, all of these things. And Allah has sent from amongst us and as, uh, someone who we know his lineage, we know his trustworthiness, we know his, his truthfulness. And then he came and he called us to worship none but Allah alone with no partners. And we obeyed him and to leave all of these idol worshipping and all of these bad habits. And we obeyed him. After we did this, our own people, they came, they, they, they turned against us. And they, they start torturing us, they start harming us until we came um, until uh, he told us to go to Abyssinia because there, there's a king there that no one will be oppressed under his authority. That's why we choose to come to you. And then, and the Jashi, he said, I will not leave you. Uh, I will not leave you at all. I will keep you. The following day, they came again to Najashi, and then they asked him, another, they said to him, by the way, they say bad things about Isa, they say bad things about his mother, etc. And Najashi called him back again, and then he, they said, then he said, what, do you, what did you say about Isa, what did you say about his mother? And then he said that we say that, uh, that the one who sent him is the same one who has sent the Prophet Muhammad, and he is a slave of Allah. And a spirit from from Allah, meaning that a spirit that Allah has created his him and his spirit, which means is special. He has a special uh, status in the sight of Allah And then he said about him, uh, he said, and now he said, would well, you have something in your book about it? And then and then Jafar he start reciting some verses or the the chapter of Surah Maryam. And we know Surah Maryam, especially about when we talks about Maryam السلام, and and um, and how Maryam that that when she got pregnant with Isa السلام, and how Allah sent him. So it was so beautiful verses. And then people, I encourage you as well to read it. And then Subhanallah, so heart touching. So when he was re- reciting Surah Maryam, and then and then uh, then and Najashi himself and the priests behind him. They wet. They made their their their, their beard wet and for the with their tears. And they subhanallah, they tears. They were they were crying and seeing the tears that were was filling their their beards. And then he said, and then uh, he brought these uh, these gifts. And then he said, return back the gifts to him. And then he said, by Allah, I will not return you or return these people back with you, even if you give me a mountain of gold. He said, Allah, now on Najashi, he said, Allah did not take me, take from me the bride when he returned back my kingship to me. Uh, how I will take the bride to to do something against his will or against uh, against what he loves. Now, what he meant by that, that Najashi, in the, when he was young, his father died when he was young, and then his uncle, um, his uncle uh, took over. Uh, the the kingdom and he, he and then he sold him as a slave and then it happens a lot of things that happened to him then Allah Azza wa Jal has four يعني, and then fight took place and things took place between them until until Allah Azza wa Jal has returned back and people of the Abyssinia they went back and they tried to find him and then they found him 
and then they brought him back to his kingdom, which means without even an effort from him, Allah made the people to go to try to find him and to bring him back to give him, to put him back on his throne back again as a king. Uh, and then there's a meaning that Allah he said, I didn't do nothing to bribe anyone to, uh, or to, to bribe Allah in order to, to return back my kingdom. Allah returned it back to me by himself. So I will not take the bribe to do something against his wishes. And, and then he made them to stay and he told them to stay safe in, the, in, in, in Abyssinia. And then even the Ummu Salam, she said, we were in a, in a best in the best place or the best neighbor, which means she meant Najashi because he was taking care of them, he was even sending provision for them, he was taking care, very good care of them. Uh, later on, Najashi he embraced Islam, and, and now, uh, even while they were in Abyssinia, there is another uh, king of that area was trying to fight Najashi to. Um, to 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 take to take his kingdom from him. Now what happened? Uh, and, and 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 then the Sahaba of the Prophet وسلم, in that night in the night when they said that he that Najashi told him, he said if Allah and he give me success you can be stay safe. But if something happened to me, he was saying to them, then I advise you to, to leave because the other king I don't I don't trust any the other side. So then. The Sahaba of the Prophet وسلم, when they went when the when the Abyssinian went into war, some Sahaba of the Prophet وسلم, they said, "What shall we do now?" So then some of the Sahaba they said, "We need to know to to know to get the news what happened." And then as well, Nawam radiAllahu an, he uh, he took like a skin, which in the old times used to use the skin of the goat. Um, to to do, to put uh, you know to put for example water in it you know which is like a container to put water in it or milk or something but that skin of the goat that they, they emptied it from the liquid and then they, they then they just put uh, the blue air in it and then they tied it and then he he swam the river uh, from that side to the other side in order to see what happened so as Zubair is saying about that so he went. And he saw what happened in the fight, and he found that that the Najashi was was victorious in that war. And then he came back and he gave the glad tidings to the Muslims, to the believers, that the Najashi won the war against his enemy. And then they were, and then and that night, the Sahaba of the Prophet said they were making dua that Allah to give success and and victory to Najashi in order for them to be safe. And Allah has responded to their dua as well. And that shows the permissibility as well to make dua to someone in terms of dunya, for even of a non-Muslim, in terms of, of dunya success. This is not before the death yani of the person is still alive. For dunya success, maybe it, if, it, if it brought benefit to the people generally and to the Muslims specifically as well. So they were making dua for him and Allah has given give him the victory. And then after that, uh, they stayed there for some time until later on the Prophet migrated to uh, until the Prophet migrated to Medina. Some of them they returned back. Again, they heard rumors again that the Prophet was uh, was successful, and some of them returned to Mecca, like Abu Salam and Umm Salam. They returned back to Mecca. Uh, and when they found out that uh, people of Mecca they had Salama even when they when they returned back to Mecca then 
uh, and then the people they, they had this they, they try even the people of, of Salama and they were kind of again oppressing them making them not to go out etc until even they migrate from Mecca again to Medina the uh, the people of Mecca again they were they were they, they made they made separation between Abu Salama and Ummu Salama and, and, the, and the son because Abu Salama chose to migrate then the, the, the family of Ummu Salama they took her and they, they put her they present her and then the the family of Abu Salama her husband they took the child the son Salama and they, they took it with them so the Abu Salama was already in Medina and uh, he went to Medina he couldn't come back <coughs> his son Salama is with, with the people of, of uh, with his people and Ummu Salama was stayed with uh, with her people until uh, one day Allah Azza wa Jal, yani, uh, that one of the people yani, said let them go back yani, to, the, to join their family from the people the, from the wise people from their own family and then they freed her and then they freed her son and then she migrated from alone with the, with her son and later on one person even he helped her to, to continue her journey until she reached Medina, and when she reached Medina, she joined Abu Salam again, and this is before the death of Abu Salam. Later on, Abu Salam was married to the Prophet after the death of Abu Salam. So the point is that you could see that the Prophet um, uh, there is a lot of things happened to the to the companions of the Prophet and they went there because the Prophet, the people who went to Abyssinia, they went because the Prophet commanded them to go there. And it was kind of a, a turning point again in the, that that the da'wah of the Prophet is not just only based in Mecca now, now the da'wah is outside Mecca because while the Prophet still stayed in, 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 in Mecca, then he met some of the groups of the Ansar, some of the groups of the Ansar and uh, the people which is from the Aus and the Khazraj. So he met them, and uh, and this is uh, the year around the year um, around the year uh, eleven, and then and uh, around year eleven of Ba'tha after sending the Prophet and then in the following year as well he met over seventy from amongst them. Initially there were very few, and then after the following year from the Aus and the Khazraj from Medina, and then they came, and then the Prophet spoke to them. Then the Prophet he sent with them. Musab ibn Umayr to teach them Islam and some Sahaba they went there to teach them Islam uh, and this is kind of a preparation for the Prophet to do his hijrah to Medina uh, so all of these things they took place in, in Mecca while the Prophet was still in Mecca and, uh, and as I said to you these are so some of the companions they did the two migration uh, who migrate to Messina first and then they migrate to, to Medina second and some of them they migrate to, to Abyssinia and directly they went to Medina they didn't go to Mecca uh, like uh, the only ones who did the two for example like Abu Salam, Abu Salam was known that they returned back to Mecca and then they went to Medina um, and, and Zubair Awam and others some of the um, some of the companions like Ja'far and Abi Talib uh, and his wife, uh, Asma bint Umayyis, um, a great companion woman, they went directly from Abyssinia all the way to Medina of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So inshallah ta'ala, we will be, ta'ala, we will be concluding inshallah ta'ala today here about the migration of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, uh, also migration of the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam 
from um, from Mecca to Abyssinia, and it was the there is a important thing that the that staying in Abyssinia made made the Najashi to embrace Islam, and made the Najashi to accept Islam, and even he give the the pledge to the to to the Prophet ﷺ through Jafar radiyallahu anhu, and then he he said he give his testimony to Jafar in front of Jafar radiyallahu anhu that and he became Muslim even though he was kind of secret amongst his own people that people they didn't know about him and some as well they embrace Islam from people of Abyssinian uh, they embrace Islam and subhanallah and as well it was said that it was there some masjid was established there for the Sahaba of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and this is before they were commanded to come to uh, to uh, to Medina and this is kind of, uh, and this is the, like the story of the, of the Prophet ﷺ companions when they were in Abyssinia. And inshallah ta'ala, tomorrow ta'ala, we'll be finishing as well to talk about the migration of the Prophet ﷺ to Medina and the things and kind of introduction for the migration of the Prophet ﷺ. Allah wanted to give firmness to the religion of Islam through all of these means, that including this and what happened to the Prophet ﷺ between him and subhanallah najashi was so uh, pious person that allah has made the prophet وسلم, to do salat al-janaza al-ghaib and to pay janaza on the absent one on his behalf after يعني, after his his death because he died no one has did uh, did uh, janaza on him no one prayed janaza on him he died alone and uh, he was a king and they might did like a christian ceremonial barrier for him but yet the prophet وسلم, allah has sent jibreel السلام, and jibreel came to him and said to him you know you're, you're, uh, you're you know you're the believer in abyssinia he died and then he prayed janazah of him the prophet he, he led janazah on his behalf rahimahullah he was a great uh, he did a very great things to serving islam protecting muslims rahimahullah and as well he is the one who prepared as well ramla bin abi sufyan um, Umu Habib he prepared her when the Prophet proposed for her because Ramna she migrated, one of the people who migrated, the daughter of Abu Sufyan, she migrated to Abyssinia and her husband became Christian and left her there and then she was alone with her daughter Habiba and then the Prophet when he migrated to Medina he sent a letter uh, to to uh, to Najashi proposing to proposing to her to 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 marry her and then she accepted and then she came the najashi prepared her and give her like a preparation for the bride and then she she went to the prophet وسلم, in medina and she was and the, the one who accepted the marriage on her behalf was her wali was subhanallah was a najashi rahimahullah because i was a believer firstly secondly as well that he was ruler of that of, of her of that and he was her ruler and he accepted the marriage and she accepted that and, and then she went and migrated to Medina to the Prophet to join her husband Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Inshallah Taala, that's Inshallah Taala will be concluding here about uh, the, about the migration to Abyssinia, and Inshallah Taala tomorrow will be continuing uh, about the migration to Medina by Allah Taala. Zakumullah khair. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah. Nashhadu Allah ilaha illallah. Nastaghfirullah. Tuwalikum. And if you have a question, Inshallah Taala, you may Inshallah Taala ask. Okay. <laughs>